Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Crossroads Conversations. How are we doing today, Robert? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. You know, when I rolled up this morning and, you know, we uh, talked to that guy that rolled up and told us a lot about this church and I was joking with you and telling you, saying, hey. Yeah, Wayne Dozier. We need to, yeah. write, a, we need to write a book on uh, the history of Mount Hebron-Crossroads Church. So if y'all got any weird stories or anything that's happened, because he told us a weird story that was just crazy. You yeah, said well, you, you got to tell him the weird story. Well, the guy said... Because uh, um, it was weird. Yeah, he said a guy was just... He said he was coming to join the church, and the guy said, you're not joining my church. And when he come to the church, he killed him inside the church. Yeah, so that was out in the... <laughs> like. Um, there was like a wooden... Church it's probably, it's that's now like the where the sanctuary or is, or that's uh, sorry, where the sorry, where the cemetery is. That's but yeah, the guy literally, a guy got murdered in the in the old church. He said you could pull the carpet up so and still see the bloodstain as a kid. That's a weird story, and brother. Then he was telling us about the prisoners that used to run down the railroad tracks and and the, they would just you know because this all before yeah. all this, this wasn't nothing but swamp land and land. So we're gonna we're gonna get everybody to submit. Yeah, it would be some some of the older folks. If you've been here a while, <laughs> submit us some stories, and That's we want to hear because we're gonna we're actually gonna take the time and we're gonna put together a Mount Hebron crossroad uh, crossroads kind of like on the history here. I don't know if we want to commit to that today, Robert, but that but it, it'll be funny to, to hear stories. We, we're gonna we're gonna start. Do, you got to start somewhere. We got to start documenting. All right, you want to give them your email. Yeah, I'll give him my email, R-T-H-H-A-R-M-O-N-73 at gmail.com. Send us your stories. We're going we're right. to document them. We'll put, them in, we'll put that in the and show notes. And we might tell one on, the, so on the podcast every, while, every once in a while. Good, <laughs> bad, excellent stories. We just uh, want to know. Because so that, that was weird hearing stories. that dude tell that. It's really funny, man, our history. Crossroads slash Mount Hebron history. All right, let's jump into the text we're today. We're in. gonna we're on Philippians chapter one verses three through eleven, and here's the question I want to ask today, based on verse six and kind of based on this this text. Do you ever feel like God saved you and then forgot about you? Yes. Do you ever feel like you know? So that it's you know you know that I you're got, you're a child of God, right? But through the trials and tribulations and the hardships of life, does it ever feel like you're just left here to do it by yourself? You ever feel like, man, God, did you forget about me? Well, I can use this as a prime example. We can relate. Now, now this is um, this is serious, guys. I mean, I feel like God's left me a lot of times in my life. I mean, he kind of just left me hanging like, where you at? You know, I'm here serving you. What am I doing wrong? Tell me what I'm doing wrong. But we joined, we joined Crossroads seven or eight months ago. Things was going good financially. Things was going great. And we joined the church. And everything was going great. And all of a sudden, the rug was just pulled out from under us. And it seemed like every storm that could hit us, hit us. And one day, my wife said, um, we were sitting there, and she says, um... Feels like the devil's just trying to attack us. You know, it seems like the devil's trying to attack us ever since we started going to church. And then that had my mind racing, well, God, where are you at? Where are you at? You know, where are you at? I want to know where you're at, you know. 
you promise all these great and glorious things. And then it started rolling in the back of my mind. He spoke to me, he says, not your time. It's my time. Okay. I'll sit back and let you control the wheel. And um, I chewed on it a day or two, and I said, I'm going to stay positive. I ain't giving up on church or nothing like that. But I, I felt like he just, you know, I don't know if it's we get caught up in life or he just, it just feels like sometimes he forgets about us. Well, thank you for that transparency. And I know that people listening feel that too or have felt we, it in their past. We've all felt it. It's right. like things going good. You know, you're trying to do right. You're trying to live right. You're trying to do the right things. And it's just like you slip on a banana peel and bloop, that's it. Right. Yeah. And so here's what verse 6 says of Philippians 1. Paul Paul writes here, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I'll read it again. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And you know, it's like this idea that that the moment of salvation, God started his process in you of Christ-likeness and holiness. God's concern for us is our holiness, our Christ-likeness. And throughout the journey of our lives, the Lord God continues to build Christ-likeness in us. And it's normally through the hard times of life, through trials and tribulations and sufferings of life that mold us the most and 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 um, build in us the character that, that needs to be formed in us. And God's going to continue holding our hand like a father all the way to the finish line at, at when we die or when Christ comes back, if he comes back before we die. And that's what, at that moment, the work will be completed in us of Christ's likeness. So we can be sure that man... Mm. Even though it feels difficult, it is difficult. It's very difficult. We can be sure that through the circumstances of of this season that we're walking through right now, that you may be walking through, that uh, God is building in you a character that that, um, is is Christ-like. I think about the story of Joseph. I love the story of Joseph in, in Genesis. And we remember what happened to him was that his brothers were jealous of him. They they hated him. And they sold him into slavery. They decided, oh, we're not going to kill him. They were going to kill him. And then they decided not to. They sold him into slavery. And he was he had a hard time. He was in prison. You know, but God kept blessing him. And you see how God was forming Joseph's character and preparing Joseph to be second in charge of all of Egypt. But it was through the trials that he faced that God developed this amazing character in Joseph to where at this moment he's second in charge of all of Egypt, and God gives him so much wisdom and he provides 
for the Hebrew people and all these people through his wisdom and through his his upright character. You know, I I read a lot of I read uh, biographies and stuff like that, and I read a book probably four or five years ago. You know, I had filed bankruptcy. Mm. Uh, had something happen. It just happens financial, the one where you pay it back. And a buddy of mine said, you ought to pick up the book on Donald Trump, The Art of the Deal. I said, I picked it up. I read it. A really, really great book if you ain't never read it. But he filed bankruptcy twice and talked about how much he almost lost everything twice. You know, but he felt like he was going to lose it all, but he just stayed strong and steadfast. He kept building his empire, and he said he just learned from his mistakes. You know, like he learned once from one mistake, second from another mistake, stuff to deal with real estate. But, you know, sometimes we do it to ourselves by putting ourselves in these situations, and we learn from our mistakes. So, you know, but it was a really great book of how he bounced back and one of the top successors in real estate, you know. So, I mean, it can be done, you know. Sometimes, you know, you know, it's just like somebody telling their testimony. They hit rock bottom, and what do they turn to? God. They either turn to or away from God. There's right. no staying you know, in like, the middle. There's a guy I listened to. He was one uh, in the top five mobster uh families he's a christian guy now and the guard just kept coming by one day and put a bible in him and kept putting bibles in there and putting different books and he got saved when he was out of prison and now he goes out and he ministers to all the churches and ministers and talks about his mild lifestyle and how he changed his life uh you know so if god you know there god can deal with it in different ways you know through testimony so you know Sometimes you feel like life is just beating you down, but sometimes you just got to get on your knees and pray to God and trust and believe. And don't give up and don't let the devil win. That's right. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And that's it's that's you why gotta it's be so, like Paul. That is so necessary for us to continually day, daily be reminded of the truth in God's word through reading it and through drawing near to him in prayer. We need daily encouragement to trust God, and um, that's that's what Paul's writing to him to to these to these folks. And by the way, Paul's writing from prison right now in Philippians. So he's 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 writing from prison. Now, sometimes I believe God's got a coffee cup, and He has a little bit of sugar here. He has a little bit of cream right here. He might put a little bit of flavor in over there. He's building you up to be the perfect cup of coffee. In his eyes, but in the world, yeah. you're not ever going to be perfect because there ain't but one man is perfect, and that's mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and he. This is the whole context of this section. He's he's thanking God. Verse three. I thank my God when I remember of you in every prayer. I, I pray for you. So he's, Paul Paul is praying for the church in in uh, Philippi, and he said uh, that they are verse seven. Or for verse 6, he says that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. He says, I'm sure of this. I'm confident of this. Guys, I know. He's 
He's like, I know you're going through a hard time. Trust me, I'm telling you, word from the Lord, God will walk with you through your persecution, for your through your suffering and your trials, and he will he will make he will continue the good work in you. He will not leave you alone. He will never forsake you. Your feelings might feel that way, but God is with you and he will continue providing for you and he will take you through and he will see you through all the way till the day of Jesus when your faith will become sight and you're with him face to face. And he says um in verse 7 that Basically, he says, I love you. I'm, I'm affectionate for you. You are partakers with me of the grace, uh, both in, in imprisonment and in defense and confirmation of the gospel, um, because Paul was Paul was Paul uh, had a ministry in prison. Right. And he was ministering and sharing the gospel and defending the gospel with, with, with the prisoners there. And uh, the Philippians, the Philippian church had uh, given to, to Paul financially to help fund his ministry and help him do the things he was doing and travel. And uh, he says in verse 8, I yearn for you with all the affection of Christ Jesus. You see this love for the church. Paul is yearning. He wants to be with them. And then I want to focus here on verses 9 through 11. I'll read it and then we'll, we'll chat about it. So Paul says, this is my prayer. Like, let me tell you, Philippians, this is the content of my prayer for you. It's my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment. That's verse 9. So he's saying, I pray that your love would grow. Like the greatest thing in the Christian life is love. I pray that your love would grow. And then he says, I pray that you would have knowledge and discernment. How Important is it that we have knowledge and discernment. Verse 10, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Okay, so there's a lot of words, but what he's saying here is, I pray that your love would grow. I pray that you would have knowledge and discernment to be able to approve what is excellent, as in, it was really important then and is really important now to guard against false teaching, false doctrine, false things, false understanding about who God is and who Jesus is. It's important that we have right thinking because our actions are directly based on what we think about the world, our worldview. There's all sorts of worldviews out there. Our our world our Worldview needs to be shaped on the truth of God's Word. That's why it's so important that we're daily meditating on the Word and making sure that we're growing in knowledge and discernment. And then he says, uh, I pray that you would be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. It's so uh, cool to, to think about that, that the desire of God is to present us on the day that we meet Jesus face to face, when we enter into eternity, to be a pure bride the church, to be pure before him. And this, it's almost like, I love this idea is this, this idea of like the journey of our life here on earth through all of its suffering and trials and tribulations, God is sanctifying us as in making us holy, making us pure, making us more like Jesus so that we can be presented to Jesus pure. Like, that's the work he's doing in us. Like, God's desire for us is holiness. And God doesn't 
like love it when we go through hard things. It's it's a part of being on earth, but he uses hard things to make us pure. And it, that's what Paul's praying for. And then verse 11, he goes on, And I pray that you would be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So, you know, Jesus talked about that in John 15, you can only do things through me. You can't do anything of kingdom value apart from me, the fruit of righteousness. And we know um, in Ephesians, I believe it is, um, oh, no, it's Galatians. <coughs> I guess I need to be fact-checked there. Is it Galatians, the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, no kindness. Right now. Yeah, I might have to Google search there, but... Uh, we'll get back the, to you The fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know what I'm talking about, but it says, I think that might be Galatians. Uh, but anyway, it says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That, all of those things, those are character attributes that come out of us through Jesus. And God produces those things in us, yes, through a relationship with Him, but also through hardships. God uses hardships to produce those characteristics. In in James chapter 1, it says... James chapter 1 actually says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And, and there's, there's other places throughout the, the Bible that, that talk about this idea that, man, the trials of life just produce the character of, of God in us. And, and we know that our Lord Jesus, he suffered. And we'll see in Philippians, I mean, too, in a couple of weeks, that it was through the suffering of Jesus that God exalted him and gave him the, the glory uh, that he has. So, man, it's just take heart, you know, that, that God's using your, your, your situation right now. And uh, if, if you're listening to this and you're, you're walking through a difficult season of some sort, just trust God that He is walking you through it and that He is um, he's teaching you and producing in you the character of, of Jesus. He is. I mean, uh, you know, you just can't give up, you know. You know, it's we've got a lot of good people in this church and there's one family that we need to really be praying for and Doing all we can do for the the Carrie Ward family. I mean, that's just a, you know, we got to help them out the best we can. You know, you know, we can't give up. You know, kind of yeah. Feel I mean, like talk Paul, about you know, it kind of feel like Paul is a little bit of that story. How many times has Carrie been through this? But she's never gave up. She's a fighter. And you talk about the faith, man. Her, her. Uh, like mm. someone with so much faith, such a beautiful character. It's like my dad loves God so much, man. And she's been through. I've never seen anyone suffer physically as much as she has. I don't. Th- I mean that it's it's been unbelievable what she suffered. Suffered the through. faith. It's like my dad. He had cancer, 
And when he found out he had cancer, it's just like a light switch. Yeah. Just like he went, like you just sucked the life out of him. Like he just went downhill. Like he just felt like his world was over. Right. Because he was a smoker and he felt like, oh, the cigarettes finally got me. You know. Yeah, it's, oh, man. And, and I mean, it's just, yeah. you know what I mean? I've never seen a, a fighter like her. You know what I mean? She's just a fighter, you know. She's another Paul. She's a fighter. Yeah, and and um and <clears throat> Caitlin and I have been reading through John. We were a, a little bit the book of John, and Jesus talks a lot in John how he emphasizes eternal life. Right. He's like, if you believe in me, you will not die. Like, even though you die physically, you will live forever. And I right. think it's so important for us to remember and be reminded that this life that we know right now, it's just so short. And then we enter into real life, and and in the presence of Jesus, the we will our life we will not die. I know it's hard for us to understand because our minds are physical, and it's hard to comprehend continuing living after we physic our bodies right. physically die. But that's what Jesus talks about so many times: is I want to give you eternal life, man. Like I want to give you eternal life, the resurrection from the dead, just like He was raised from the dead, and. Timothy Keller like beautifully explains it in his book, The Reason for God, that our life on earth, he writes, is just, it's like the cover page for, for the story of our life. Like, like our first day in eternity will be chapter one. We're just, we're just living the cover page, man, because it's like in the, in the context of eternity, man, it's just a, you know, and, 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 and God's concern for us is our holiness. It is. I mean, it's our holiness and just to keep believing in Him. And and if you get that feeling that God's left you, you know, sometimes what I do is I say, God, just, I, I don't know if you're there or not. Can you send a little uh, sign like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink or something, you know? Yeah. And sometimes He'll send me a sign and just, just keep going forward and put your trust in him. Uh, don't let the devil win. Don't, because sometimes the devil he come, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And you know sometimes I feel like it's you got like a devil on one shoulder and a and then God on one little angel on one shoulder. You know, and the devil's saying, "Hi, hi, see, I told you if you started going to church and you start trying to do right, things are just gonna happen." You can hear him in your ear. You know, that's what I heard that one day when my wife told me. I was like, little devil on my shoulder, ha ha, I told you, see? Mm -hmm. See, you need to go back to the way you was living before, the things you was doing before. I'm not going back to the things I did before, and I'm going to continue living, but I'm going to live for my Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. You know, I'm not going to live for the devil, you know, but he, sometimes when things happen like that, he likes to have a tendency to stick his little pinky toe in the door or whatever kind of toe he's got. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Yeah, I mean, the word says don't count it strange if you face fiery darts from the evil one. Right. You know, that. I mean, you just said servants. You know, we talked about last week, Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ. We too are. We're servants. Like everything we do is, is to serve Jesus. And then, you know, this week we talked about, um, you know, the, the fact that Christ is, 
the, the, the Father is holding our hand, walking us through the journey of our life, helping us to become more mature and spiritually and to become more and more like Christ, and especially through the sufferings that we face. And I love that. Filled, uh, verse 11, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. And next week, verse 12, it says, Paul writes, I want you to know that what has happened to me, he's in prison, has really served to advance the gospel. I love, I mean, that Sometimes you just got to make a can, stand for the gospel. He's saying, man, I like to be able to write that, man, he's saying this suffering that I'm currently facing has served to advance the gospel. And he, he, his worldview, he's like, he's going, just like Joseph that we just talked about in Genesis, he's going, hey, what man meant for evil, God, God's turning it for good. Well, it's just like what's going on in the world. You see a lot of Christians and you see a lot of people standing up for Israel. And I consider that the good people. And the Palestinians are creating evil and chaos. It's going on in the world. It's all around us, everywhere, all around us. But you're starting to see a lot of people's true colors, politicians, politics, people, where they stand on that. And it's creating a great divide up in Washington and and probably in the U.S. too, you know, a great divide. You're seeing where people really stand and it's no lukewarm or it's I'm not in the middle and you know leaning to the right a little bit people standing firm either on for Israel or either on Palestinians you know we're seeing it yeah true I mean, colors yeah and that's as 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 the Christian community we have to look to Jesus as the king of kings and lord of lords and and we have to say, Lord, how do you want to use me? And uh, as in conclusion here, guys, as we as we wrap up, um, what do we do? What do we do from here? We continue submitting to God's word daily, guys. Even if it's one verse, submit to the word of God. Pray, like spend time praying, because when we pray, it changes us and it draws us near to the Father, and. And take your hard situation to God and say, God, I trust you. Hold your hands open. Hold your hands open to God. God, I trust you through this season. I worship you. I am your servant. And know that he is walking you through this season. He's going to walk you and hold your hand. He's going to run this race with you until you all the way until your finish line. And one day we know that we'll see Jesus face to face and our, our faith will become sight is what it says in, in Corinthians. And um, guys, we hope that that this conversation has served to just build you up today, whatever you whatever you have going on in your life, yeah. that your faith would be strengthened today as it is mine just talking about it, just being well, reminded of Well, it is mine too. No, you know, whatever you're going through, don't quit fighting. Don't give up. Because you could be right there at the finish line. You could be one second, one hour. The next day could be the finish line. Mm. Don't right. let the devil win. He comes here to kill and destroy. Mm. All you got to do is do like I did the other night. I started going around the house. 
saying, devil, you're not welcome in this house. Get out. You're not welcome in my life. I mean, I seriously, I look like the exodus going around. I mean, I would, you know. Hey, I've done it before. You got to do it, man. You got to do it. You got to, you got to stay strong and stay fast. You know, you got to keep your faith in Jesus. It could be the worst day of your life. But Jesus, just know this, that Jesus loves you right where you are. He's got the plan. He knows every hair from your head to your toe. And he knows you. And he's right there with you. Sometimes you might not feel him. But what you need to do is say back, God, just kind of let me know you're here. Send me come some kind of sign. Let me know you're here. And he'll show you. Amen. Good talk, Robert. I mean, it's uh, it's awesome talk, guys. I mean, I just love telling life. You're good at the Bible. I mean, I'm okay at the Bible, but I love telling life. <laughs> and you bring the scriptures to it, and everything works in sync, like a well-tuned oil machine. Well, well, God bless you guys, man. God bless you, Robert. Jesus loves you, and Jesus loves you guys, and... uh um, we hope that, that you've been encouraged today and, and uh, man have a wonderful day keep your eyes focused on Jesus we love you and uh, we'll, uh, we'll tune in with you next week